everybody, this is Sean from Corner to Corner Host. You're getting ready to listen to this week's episode, and we discovered when we were into the episode that we were having some pretty bad static feedback, and it wasn't until almost the end of the show before we figured out what the actual cause was. Turns out we have a bad piece of equipment, and the only thing that we could do was kind of hope that we can get through this. If you still listen to the show, we appreciate it. If you don't, we also understand new equipment is on the way, and we look to be back next week uh, better than ever without any technical difficulties. As always, we thank you for listening to the From Corner to Corner podcast. Ladies, gentlemen, boys and girls, and sports enthusiasts from around the world, this is the podcast you have all been waiting for. Whether listening in the car, on your morning drive, or with one earbud in at the office, this is the sports show that has it all. From pro wrestling to the octagon, from the gridiron to the baseball diamond, from the pitch to the ice, it's all here. You have tuned in to Mount Sterling's most downloaded podcast that drops on Saturdays at 3 a.m. This is not your average podcast. This is From Corner to Corner. And now, here are your hosts, Sean Big Papa Kuyper, Wes Redman Crouch, Adam Big Country Muncie, and Neil Mulletman Payne. Hey, and welcome back to another episode of From Corner to Corner Podcast. I am your host, Sean Kuyper. I'm here tonight with Wes the Breadman Crouch and Neil Mulletman Payne. Ah, the crowd goes wild! Unfortunately, we are going to start a stretch here without Adam. He is coaching girls basketball, and uh, the nights that we can record is unfortunately game nights, so... Good luck, Adam, out there tonight with your in your first game. Hope you win. Well, by the time the show drops, he will have played two games. I've probably been zero and two by then. Dang! <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm sorry. I have no idea the the kind of talent that he has on his third grader team. But you're just banking on the lack of coaching ability. The talent yeah. might be there. He'll probably get fired before the season's over. With me, is he going to get Steve Nashed? Is he going to have a player pull a Kevin Durant and say? I'll stay, but you got to get rid of right. the coach. Can we have a different coach? Right. Because you know he's not any good. You know, except for the fact that that's the coach that I specifically requested for you to hire. In regards to Kevin, Kevin Durant, Durant right? Yeah. yeah. Well, he, I think he realizes at this, this point he's probably not getting traded. I don't know. I think he's going to get traded. After the demand he made that you either fire Sean Marks and Steve Nash or – Trade me, like I think he's gone. But I think the number of teams that are willing to take his head case on are dwindling by the second. I wouldn't be surprised to see a Lakers Nets swap. It looks like it's only going to be Boston. Yeah, I mean they seem to be the one with the most legitimate offer out there. The Rudy Gobert thing screwed it all up. They did. Oh, one hundred percent. And that's just because Danny Ainge is good at what he does, <laughs> right? But no one is going to give them that kind of price tag for Kevin Durant because they don't want his drama along with ruining the rest of their future. 
Well, well because because he probably won't finish the four years. <laughs> right. Well, because next year when he's when something goes wrong, he's not going to be happy, and he's going to say, "Oh yeah, by the way, trade me." Right. And then you've already give away your future, so right. That's not going to happen. So normally, after our opening little segment here, we'll we do like a warm up. But in honor of Coach Adam. Mountain man. I was going to call him the bread man, and that would have been so weird because it would have you're been. sitting here. Yeah. It would have been weird. So, let because me start again. Adam, mountain man, Motsi. I thought it was big country. He's a mountain man. <laughs> it is big country. <laughs> it's big country on the intro. Big country, mountain man, well, whatever. Well, listen. I don't listen to Paul, the show. Paul Bunyan. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I don't know what the intro says. <laughs> I come... I show I record. Up, I, I show and it's, up. It's perfection. I was because I show up when you tell me to show up, and I talk about the topic that you tell me to talk about, <laughs> and then I go home. That's what I do. And and then the behind the scenes work starts for you. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I just throw ideas at you. That's true. Let's do this. Let's do that. That's true. It's probably not that hard. So we're gonna. What she said. <laughs> We're going to skip out on the warm-up session because that's kind of his thing. Right. The news segment is him. Now, we're we're hoping to be able to have him on a couple of Sundays. And we'll, we'll get together on a Sunday or so and, and record throughout this 12 weeks that he's coaching. But then we turn right around and we'll lose Wes because his daughter is a cheerleader and he'll be gone on Tuesdays because right. of basketball games. So. Priorities, guys. Priorities. Unfortunately. Sometime back in the spring, we'll all be back together on a regular basis, I think. so. But Neil and I will be here throughout it all. We're the stalwarts. That's true. So we thought of a new segment in place of the uh, warm-up, which is... Today in sports history. Right. And you're just going to tell us about some stuff that I'm happened. I'm just going to tell you about some stuff that has happened in sports history on August 9th. That That's pretty the day dull. we're recording. You couldn't just go, today in sports history. Well, I haven't actually started the segment yet. I was just explaining the segment. Oh, you could have. No, you should have already introduced it there a minute ago. But I'm just explaining it. <laughs> I know when I go through this today in sports history, you guys are going to be very familiar with some of these. Is that an age joke? One million and a half percent. I figured. Probably had in the 1930s. So, without further ado, I proudly bring to you Today in Sports History. That sounded very George Washington. Wes, that got me in the feels. That's the nicest thing you have ever said to me. <laughs> you called me the father of the country, and that gets me. You're not wearing a hat today, so the hairs are flowing, and, you know, kind of gives me the... The ambiance. Oh. It does give me the fuzzies. Because the, the fuzzies are on the inside. Yeah, the fuzzies are the goosies that happen on the inside. <laughs> so, today in sports history, remember this is August 9th, because that's the day we record. 1936, you guys will remember this. <laughs> Jesse Owens won his fourth gold medal at the Berlin Olympics. Pretty impressive, right? You know yeah. who was in attendance there? Of course you do, because you were watching. Adolf Hitler. 1975, the New Orleans Superdome was officially opened when the Saints played the Houston Oilers in an exhibition football game. The new Superdome cost roughly $163 million. 
<laughs> they couldn't build it now for $163 billion. Right. Probably not. In 1981, Major League Baseball teams resumed play at the conclusion of the first midseason player strike. What year? 1981. Oh, wow. So, these baseball players have been striking for a long time. Yeah, they like to do it, that's for sure. Uh, 1988, we talk about our top 50 athletes list. I'd be surprised if this guy wasn't on there. Wayne Gretzky was traded from the Edmonton Oilers to the Los Angeles Kings. The trade was at Gretzky's request. Apparently, he was Kevin Durant before Kevin Durant was Kevin Durant. <laughs> he was sent to the Kings with Mike Krushelanski and Marty McSorley. I think that's the guy from uh, Back to the Future. <laughs> Edmonton received Jimmy Carson, late night talk show host. Martin Gellini, probably an Italian chef. And three first-round draft picks as well as cash. I do remember that trade. I'm sure you do. That was a huge deal in sports. At that I mean, ju- just that we talked about Rudy Gobert and they got four picks for Rudy Gobert. <laughs> and Gretzky, who is the best hockey player of all time, arguably. Arguably. And they got three um, draft picks for him. And plus two show. dudes. And the Tonight, the Tonight Show. Show. And a Italian chef and cash. Food TV before it was food right. TV. That's a big deal. So, 1990, NHL. Let's stay on the hockey rink. Good job. Thank you. The NHL approved the sale of the Minnesota North Stars by George and Gordon Gund. Y'all heard that name? The Gund, Gund Arena. The Guns were granted the rights to a Bay Area team that could begin play in October of 1991. Anybody want to guess that team? The Bay Area team would be Tampa Bay? Lightning? San Jose Sharks. Sharks. Wrong Bay. Wrong Bay. Now, the Minnesota North Stars would move to Dallas. Dallas, And Minnesota would eventually get a NHL team back with the Minnesota Wild. They still don't play basketball there. In 2000, the black cowboy himself... Michael Irvin was arrested on a Class B misdemeanor, possession of less than two ounces of the Mary Jane. Which is not even illegal anymore in the NFL. 22 years later, he doesn't do a day of time. I love the fact that that is in sports history. (laughs) Right. Wouldn't that be more like it today in crime history? (laughs) And then in 2012, Shannon Easton became the first female to officiate an NFL game when she worked as a line judge in a preseason game between the San Diego Chargers and Muncie's favorite team. We're not going to talk about those guys. The future home of Will Levis. Right. Was that was that you trying to do a, a Chris Berman impersonation? That was the Chargers. Yeah, that was bad. I'm sorry. And then I... Just because it's already on the page, I'm going to leave you with a sports quote from one of the most overrated individuals in all of pro football. It's been 10 years since anything's happened on this date. That's what it's, I mean. Wow. Maybe it's (laughs) slow news day. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Sports quote by one of the most overrated individuals to ever play definitely professional football. Maybe all of sports altogether. You learn you can do your best even when it's hard. That's what she said. Even when you're tired and maybe hurting a little bit, it feels good to show some courage. That was Broadway Joe Namath. 
Broadway Joe Namath is terrible. But that is today in sports history. Poor Joe. He's he he had one good season, blew up in New York, was a darling, and it just kind of went the whole rest of the time. Because he's trash. Now he does like commercials that are on like me TV. And then and the New York Jets are still riding that one. Oh yes, absolutely. And then, look, they're so bad that New York won't even let them play in New York anymore. It's like, move to New Jersey. New Jersey stinks enough. Oh, my gosh. Well, that, that was a neat little segment there. Well, thank you. Yeah, that was a neat little segment. That's the nicest thank you've ever said to me. <laughs> I doubt that. <laughs> Tonight's main topic, we're just going to, because we feel like that uh, it's going to fill up a large portion of the show. And we don't want to fill in any more of the show with static. So we just want to get right to the beef. <laughs> right. You know, we are having some technical difficulty. And if you're hearing static right now, just ride it out. Sorry. So anyways, the major portion of the show is going to be NCAA football. Like a season review. I, I, I won't preview. say re- preview. Yes. We're not going to make any predictions. Because next week we're going to talk NFL, and then in two weeks we're going to do a full-fledged prediction show for NCAA and NFL awards, champions, all all of the above. So tonight, I mean, we- you can definitely go on and award the Big Ten the expansion championship because we crushed you. Guys. Absolutely, no questions and asked. I tell you what, it was really close. Until somebody had to ride that West Virginia train. That's okay. Throw him on the bus. He's not here. Right. We can talk bad about him. He can't defend himself. Because even when he's listening, all he can do is we'll get all messages. All he's done all week long is defend his West Virginia pick. <laughs> You're right. Which, if it's, Which a, if it's a good pick, you don't have to defend now, it. Now, think about it. He sat right here on this show and said millions of views. He did. And followers. On TikTok and, and Twitter. And I proved the fact that it's not even 300,000 on either one of them. And they're less than 100,000 ahead of Penn. And Utah has more than both of them. So, Pitt. Yeah. And see, guess how Penn, many. Penn, Pitt, whatever. Guess how many votes they got in the preseason rankings? Nil. Two. That'll be a big fat zero. Yeah. Do you like that tennis term I threw in there? Nil. Nil. Yeah. Actually, I think now that's the is soccer that, term. Is that why they is that why it's they love. named you Neil because you you love is a, is a zero yeah. Thanks. Shows how little tennis knowledge I have. <laughs> so all you Arthur Ashe fans out there, I'm sorry. That's a soccer. That's a soccer term. I know, but I said tennis. Yeah, you messed that up. Soccer doesn't have rackets. So, but if it did, it'd be really good. Would. All right, football. <laughs> do you want to run down the top twenty-five? Absolutely, we can do that. Poll? Do we want to do John Way? Do we want to start at one and go down to twenty five? We'll start. No, no, go backwards. Go oh, okay. Down. So we want to do reverse Sean. All right. So we're going. We're starting. We're starting at twenty five. Twenty five. Number twenty five. The University of Houston. Okay. Go Cougars. Uh, uh, coach is Dana Holgerson. That's right. Uh, the former West Virginia coach. That's better than the one now. He willingly. Left West Virginia to understand. go to Houston. Do you understand what I'm saying? 
he willingly left West Virginia to go to Houston. Right. And the the funny thing about it is, is he left the Big Ten and is getting ready to turn Big around 12. and go right back to the or Big Twelve. I mean, and are, isn't Houston going to the Big Twelve? They are. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. But I don't think it was because of the Big Twelve. I think it's because it was Morgantown. <laughs> the uh, fun fact: the, the greatest uh, collection of tailgaters in the in the history no, that's, of sports. Listen, Morgantown is now. Don't 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 be knocking them. Okay. They are the Starkville of the Northeast. <laughs> I I told we me and Neil had a conversation. I told him I would much rather be in Huntington for heaven's sakes at the University of Marshall than in Morgantown. Do you know how much there is to do in Morgantown? This is how much there is to do in Morgantown. Dana Holgram would Holgerson, f- Holgerson whatever his name is, he wants to call him Mike would Holgerson finish would finish coaching the games at West Virginia. He Bartended at a bar downtown after the games. I mean, so they either a didn't pay him enough, <laughs> it sounds or, like it, or b he had to drink his sorrows away <laughs> right. because he was in West Virginia. Yeah, you know, uh, we won't have to worry about Adam missing the next eleven shows. No, because after he hears this Saturday, he's going to quit as the head coach. Just so he can show back up on the show and defend his <laughs> be like, guys, guys, I quit because... Now, listen. I mean, we could probably copy and paste somebody else's face over top on, on, on the Mount Rushmore if he yeah, wants to I get mean, too I tell you, that beard looks really good. We, we, might, have, we might have Adam here. We they, Wes was here two weeks ago when... When he was, so maybe Adam might be here. <laughs> hey, guys. <laughs> Sorry, my, my beard got in the way. Sorry about that. <laughs> Don't you be talking about the Parkers like Let that. me tell you something, William Levis. <laughs> I wish I had something I'd throw really hard against the wall to make my point. Coconut sucks. So does Zagnuts. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, number 24 on the list. Gift giving is my love language. <laughs> number 24. Ole Miss. Coached by Lane Kiffin. Lane Kiffin. So they lose a lot of guys, including their all-pro quarterback, and just turn around and reload. Well, to do that, I would need to use West there. He had to go quench his thirst with Wind City water, swamp water. <laughs> There's nothing like a good L8. There's a lot better than a good L8. Anyway. We will agree to disagree. Anywho. And we digress. So, um, yeah, Mississippi at 24. uh, Number 23, University of Arkansas. Wow. I don't know who their coach is. Uh, It's the offensive line guy. He was an offensive line coach. Offensive line guy. I can't think of his name. Not important. Anyway, two SEC schools already. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Number 22, big drop from last year, University of Cincinnati. You know, they lost half their team. Well, and that Cinderella season, they're going to have to have like four straight undefeated undefeated seasons to even remotely get back up in the playoff talk. I do know their coach, Luke Finkel. Right? Fickle. Fickle. <laughs> and you're thinking about Ray. I say I am. <laughs> are they also going to the Big 12? They are. Yeah. Yeah. 
Beach Club's going to be interesting after this this changeover. I, I don't I don't think they'll be that relevant, but still, right. I'm uh, surprised that he didn't leave. Oh, there's no doubt. I'm really surprised no. he didn't leave because he but has now in he, his mind yeah. that he's going to be the next head coach at the Ohio State University. So he's waiting for that. 100. He's so waiting for that. Ryan Day is going to have to get a pro job. Which there was there was talk this past year that Ryan Day was was in the running for pro jobs. Right. Are you impressed by Ryan Day? Do you think he's Do you think he's riding Urban Meyer's success? Oh no 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 I no think no! He's no, better no, than no. Urban Meyer. Yeah. Yeah. I think Urban should have stayed in the commentary booth. Well, if, if he's better than Urban, he's going to have to rebound, and, and he's going to have to prove that he's going to have to be able to win a championship. I mean, losing but, to Michigan last year. Was not good on his resume. This is his. This is still not his first year at, with his guys. Next year would be his first year with technically his guys that would be upperclassmen. I mean, I guess he re- recruited them, but I mean, I, I think everybody would probably think that they're. Is this what? Is this his fourth year? It's at least his third. It's I mean, a, he's been there it's a at while least now. his third. Maybe it is with his with his guys this year. So, anyway, let's move on to the most important team let's, on the yeah, top 25. Number 21. For the first time ever. Number 21. For the first time ever. On, on, you okay? Power K. We ask for it. The University of Kentucky, coached by Mark Stoops, making their first appearance in the preseason I was going to say Axel Coaches Rose. po. <laughs> Listen, I'm telling you, I'll digress just for a second. If you haven't already, go to your Google machine, type in Axl Rose now, and look at a picture of Axl Rose and tell me that he does not look like Mark Stoops. I saw that. And, 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 With hair. And Mark Stoops uh, saw that and actually said, I can't lie, I do kind of resemble that picture. Yeah, <laughs> so. no doubt. I do resemble that remark. <laughs> so Ryan Day has been the head coach since 2019. So this is year four. So well he's, then, he's well I, I, I'm I'm wrong. Yeah, he he's. Um, well, see, you have to admit when you're wrong. Me, on I, the other hand, I'm never wrong. <laughs> Number twenty. Number twenty. We don't want to talk about Will Levis or We're gonna come Chris back to Rodriguez. Okay, good. Um, number twenty, University of Wisconsin. Badges. That's kind of a low number for them. I agree with that. I don't think so. I don't. I don't think so. Historically, it is. I mean, but, uh, they're always historically in that fifteen to twenty range, and then they then they finish in the five to ten range. Because nobody, I mean, we know what Wisconsin's going to be. They're going to have a great offensive line, and they're going to have a running back that will just modoc you. From here on out, you'll notice teams that are in this top twenty-five mainly because of their quarterback. Starting with number Will nine, Lewis. starting oh. with. Well, Will Levis got UK at 21. There's no doubt about that. Yep. So, um, so starting at 21. The next one, in my opinion, would be number 19, Wake Forest. Wake Forest is going to be the darling this year. It's a, it is a great story. Wake Forest better hope that NC State and uh, Clemson don't just wreck their world. I mean, Wake Forest played very well last year. They were very under the radar last year for sure. Which you can do that one year. It's going to be nearly impossible to do it two years. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, number eighteen, University of Texas. Sam Ellinger is gone. Horns down. 
And Sam Elkner is gone. And he was the heart and soul. So it's uh, Brock Ewers, uh, right? Is what they're just thinking. keeping that seat warm. Yeah, right. More and more talk about Archie's going to redshirt when he comes, though. But I really think that all depends on the performance of Ewers this year. Because if Ewers uh, does not perform well, Sarkeesian's job is going to be on the line. Yeah. And you have to go with Manning. Yeah. Sorry, Brock. Yeah. Uh, number 17. The U. The brand that the to, SEC took. We had to make sure we got that West phone flop on the. We did. On there. Sorry about that. So yeah, It was either I mean, that or paper. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, that's a pretty high ranking for Miami. It is Who's their quarterback? Is It's the Van Dyke kid, right? Yes, it is. They got a lot riding on him, for sure. Well, And your first-year coach. Mario Cristobal, who I'm not sold on. I think I'm he's overrated. Either. I I agree. We've look, talked about this on the Look show into my crystal ball. That's Mario. what he says. I mean – That's bad. That's bad. I mean, one one would say Oregon <laughs> is the better brand of the two. But he wasn't really successful with Oregon. Right. Now – he didn't – I mean, he won, but he didn't really win with Justin Herbert. I mean, Justin Herbert looks way better in the NFL than he did in college. But how many times do we see that in quarterbacks that go to the NFL and you're like, wow, that guy's really good? Yeah, well, and it's kind of the same thing that with every Kentucky basketball player that comes through here going, he's going pro, and then all of a sudden he's a freaking all-star, you know. Yeah. Uh, so that happens a lot. I'll be interested to see what they do. I would be willing to say that Miami finishes below that number this year. I I, I am not a fan of Cristobal at all. Interesting. So, interesting. Yeah. Um, moving on to number sixteen, University of Pittsburgh. The Berg. Can he pick it out? And they still get a number sixteen. And seat. that and a lot of that's just a good ranking. A lot of that's just based off them winning the ACC last year. True. Uh, Clemson is not going to continue to be down. Uh, Clemson's going to come back and take back over that conference, I would think. So Surely, goodness, that kid won't have as bad a year as he did last year. Yeah, DJ Ugalele. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, kind of a surprising ranking next, number 15, USC. That is That totally- is surprising because before the preseason come out, they were like 37th. Right. That is totally – the Lincoln Rally effect. Yep. You know, the thing with USC is what happens if USC comes out this year and falls flat on their face? Yeah, and it's very possible to happen. I mean, he brought in a lot of recruits. Number one uh, quarterback, one of the top two or three wide receivers. He also brought in a lot of transfers. He did. He did. The uh, – the question is, is, does he have enough time to put it together? Now, obviously, defense was one of his struggles at Oklahoma, and he already knows that that could be a struggle at USC. That will be their, their downfall this year because they don't have a strong defense. But they they do have what will be a probably a powerhouse offense. The good thing for him, good thing for him though, is that the Big 12 – or the Pac-12, you know, it doesn't. They, no team's going to have good defense. Right. Well, and in the Pac-12, it's so wide open. He can score 
42 points a game and probably go 9 and 3. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is it a win if they go 9 and 3 this year in his first year? Yes. I think I don't even think 75 is going to do it. Like I think he has to be in the the 9-10 win range. In that conference, if he goes 9 and 3, he still could be in the Rose Bowl. 9 and 3 probably is in the Rose Bowl. Yeah. Is Caleb Williams a one and done this year? I don't. Does he have to play one more year? I think he has to play one more year. Okay, because he was a freshman last year at a true freshman. I don't know unless unless he was a redshirt freshman. Yeah. I mean, I still think he needs two more years. Yeah. He's not been mentioned as one of the guys getting drafted, right? So I would assume that means that he has two more years, right? But he could wind up being the number one draft pick. In 2024. He could. At number 14, is it Mel Tucker and the Michigan State Spartans? Yep. Number 14. Mel Tucker off that Nick Saban coaching tree. That's right. They lost their top running back, though. That's an an interesting ranking right now. I think a lot of these big – kind of like SEC, the Big Ten's getting to the point where if you're good – Typically good in the in the Big Ten, you're going to have a top twenty five ranking. Yeah, and they expect Michigan to, Michigan State to continue their dominance. Um, right above them at number thirteen, North Carolina State, the Wolfpack, solid football team, solid football team, and one of the few football teams that their mascot doesn't end with the letter S. You're right. Um, Interesting. Is that probably the highest? That's probably the highest preseason ranking they've ever gotten. Well, one hundred percent. No, when Philip Rivers were there, they would have been higher than that. But that was a long time ago. That was a long time ago. Yeah. P. River is finally out of the NFL. Mm-hmm. What is that? Fourteen. Thirteen. That was thirteen. I bet they didn't even start the season with Philip Rivers above thirteen. I have to look and see. Keep going. Okay. We'll keep going then. Uh, at number 12, maybe a um, minus makes a plus. I forget how that goes. Addition by subtraction. Addition by subtraction, number 12. <laughs> the uni- minus makes a plus. <laughs> it's the same difference, right? <laughs> the University of Oregon. Wow. Get rid of Cristobal, and uh, let's go up in the rankings. I think they brought in the lame duck head coach. I don't remember who they brought in. It's a good sports contest. <laughs> right. That's how That's how impressive it is, though. Like, we can't remember. Right. I mean, they're probably simply writing the coattails of their, of their um, university name. You think so? You think the university name carries that much weight? I mean, they've been good enough in the last ten years. Yes. Oh, they did. Sorry, I don't necessarily know he's going to be a, he's he's going to be a lame duck. He's that Dan Lanning that came from Georgia. Dan Landing. Lanning. Lanning. No G. There is a G at the end. No D. <laughs> no D. It's not landing like a plane. It's landing. Breaking news. NC State earns highest preseason ranking ever at number 13. So, you were right. 
Uh, as I usually am. I was one that said it. Uh, but I went to bat against Sean, so I'm going to take credit for that one. Oh, Moving wow. On. Okay. He was um, a defense coordinator, by the way. He's a defense guy. Gotcha. Young guy, 36 years old. So so let's, let's stay on this because, you know, I like, I like uh, him as their head coach. He came in and immediately changed everything. Right. The Are culture. you talking about Oregon's coach? Yes. Okay. Because he basically walked in the door and said, do you want to play big boy football? Because if you do, this is what we have to do. Right. And they just made all kinds of world-class changes. Yeah, you got all the Nike money in the world, but if you're not doing this, 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 and this, we're not going to do. And he learned that coming through the system. I, I don't know if he was on the Alabama underneath I don't know if he was on, uh, but he was he was definitely under Kirby Smart, who was longtime assistant under Nick Saban. Right. So he, in whether he was on Alabama staff or not, in a roundabout way, he come from the Nick Saban coaching tree. Right. Yeah, for sure. So I, I look for some good changes w- with him there. I mean, at the bottom, at the end of the day, he's thirty six, and just landed a big time head coaching job. Right. Right. Your first time head coach, and you're going to the University of Oregon. Yeah, that says something. Okay, number eleven. I'm a man. I'm forty. Oklahoma State. Probably the most overrated team year after year after year. They always have all these high expectations. Always get highly ranked, and then they peter out and go nine we, and three. Or they, they lose the big game. Yeah, every time. I mean, they had a direct path to the playoffs playoff last playoff. year, and couldn't be, and couldn't beat Baylor, and it, and it cost both of them. Right. <laughs> so neither one of them got in. Yeah. All they had to do was win the the Big Twelve championship game, and they were in. Speaking of Baylor, they come in at number ten. Yeah. They're a good program. Yeah. For sure, and. Going through what all they've went through over the last several years with Brawls and all of his controversy, and then Matt Rule comes in and basically rides their coattails into the NFL, and they've still been able to maintain that productivity uh, of winning, I think what I tell you the other, the last week, like three uh, Big 12 titles in the last 10 years. That's that's pretty good. Yeah, I would agree with that's that. That's more than Texas. Man, that's tough, too. Um, coming in at number nine, your third Big Twelve team in a row, Oklahoma. That has a lot to do with Venables. Well, there's a reason, and to to kind of relate this back to our Luke Fickle or Finkel uh, conversation, as Wes liked to call him, Brent Venables was the hottest assistant coach in college football when he was at Clemson. And he was offered opportunities to interview for lots of jobs, and he turned them all down Mm -hmm. because he had his eyes set on Oklahoma. Kirby Smart had his eyes set on Georgia. Luke Fickle has his eyes set on Ohio State. So, Brent... At Oklahoma with Stoops? Yes. Okay. I think he was on staff when they won the national title in 2000. Gotcha. Gotcha. 
we will want to make a point at number eight. The University of Utah. Go Utes. Should have been your fourth pick. <laughs> well, I mean, even Pittsburgh's ranked in the top 25. This is true. Yeah. So, either way. I'm a big fan of Utah. And they proved themselves big time last year. Now, is that that Kyle Willingham? Is, that, is he very good? Thing? Yeah. They lost a lot in the draft. Yeah, they did. I mean, they lost a lot off of de- the defense. Didn't they – wasn't their running back – when he one of the big guys that went in the draft, I, I I feel like them being ranked up there, they have to be the favorite for winning the Pac-10, Pac-12. Uh, yeah, Pac forty-seven. Yeah, they're the top ranked Pac-10, twelve, whatever, Six whichever pack. way. You, yeah, yeah. Um, and I mean, they mopped the floor with Oregon twice last year, so there's no reason to think that they won't. Yeah, I mean, they're five spots above them, um, yeah. so there's a pretty big gap there. Yeah. The way the coaches and, look and at I, it. I, you know, I think we're in the mode now following the the show that we had last week where we did the expansion draft. Any team that hasn't switched conferences at this point, it's uh, audition time is what that is. No doubt. Because you have to assume that after next season or after this season that's coming up, you're going to see more teams that are going to jump. And so it's, it's, it's audition time for Big Ten and – and uh, SEC. No doubt. Um, number seven, Texas A&M. Jimbo Fisher. Hope you like that ranking, Jimbo, because Alabama is going to smack you. Now, this is the class that caused all the controversy, right? I mean, their their recruiting class for this year, yeah, it would. Yeah. It's the one. I mean, so how I mean, much that, how much play the they kids that are coming into this this season? Right. I mean, how much play they get? Who knows? I mean, they're all going to be freshmen. You know, if they're if they stick around for you know two more years, it'll be interesting to see what happens then. Um, hopefully, at that point, he could say, "See, our money bought us a really good team." <laughs> Um, Question is: Is can it can it buy them a championship? Right. If not, it doesn't matter. Um, was that? It's October eighth, right? I think so. I think that's right. Oh man, going to be one heck of a. It, game. it doesn't really matter. But about I don't think it's going to be a good game. I think Nick Saban and Alabama are going to beat them to death. It doesn't really matter what the game does. I mean, it, it could be a really good game. It could be lopsided one way or the other. The All we care about is a handshake. Yeah. It's going to be uh, mass chaos. Where, where where are they at? Are they at Alabama or I can't remember. I feel like that. I feel like it's at Texas A and M. That'll be a crazy environment. Let's see. It is at Alabama. Oh wow, Brian. Yeah, yeah you, you're, you're probably right. They probably will smoke them. If it's less than twenty points, it'll be amazing. Moving on to number six, the uh, tuck my sweatshirt into my khaki pants, University of Michigan Wolverines. So, I'm a huge Jim Harbaugh guy. I really like Jim Harbaugh. I, I think he's the guy for Michigan. I think that is unreal and unfair expectations coming off the year they had last year. They have to go into the shoe this year. They have to go into the horseshoe. And Ryan Day is going to be waiting because he remembers that last year. And like you said, he lost to Michigan. That's not acceptable. 
just like it's not acceptable for <laughs> that game is the last, last game. game of the season yeah. for them. <laughs> yeah. My goodness, what kind of uh, uh, help me here? Words are hard. Atmosphere. I mean, it could mean yeah the stakes. That's what I'm trying to say. The the, the, trip to the Big Ten championship game because they're both in the same division, right? So, Michigan is at Iowa. They're at Ohio State. They play Michigan State and they play Penn State. Yeah, that's like that's the two hardest away games they've got is Ohio State and Iowa. Iowa. Everything else is at home. They have the easiest. Non-conference schedule in all out of all Power Five schools. They don't play another Power Five school, and they also have a pretty favorable. Even though the Big Ten is good, most of their tough games are, are are at home. Yeah, they have a favorable Big Ten schedule. We could see two undefeated teams rolling in to Columbus to 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 determine who represents their division. In the Big Twelve or the Big Ten championship game, right? So, I but that ranking does scare me. Yeah, because as soon as soon as something turns or it doesn't look, they're gonna be they're gonna be wanting to fire Jim Harbaugh again. It's like who are you gonna get better? Now, he just signed a lifetime lifetime contract. Am I correct about that? Yeah, contract. Is it is contracts, it is contract? But is it easier to get out of compared to John Calipari's? If it's not guaranteed, it is. It 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 won't be them breaking that contract. It'll be him because if the NFL comes sniffing back again next year, I don't think he's gonna go to the NFL. I agree. I think, I think I, he's over that. He has tried to go the last two years. Nobody would. He he, he couldn't get a bite anywhere. I think he's done with the NFL. <laughs> Unless they want to replace Pete Carroll with the same dude, and that would be Jim Harbaugh. Yeah. Yeah. So next, uh, next on the list, we're into the top five. Number five, Notre Dame. The Fighting Irish. So that means that Clemson's in the top four. It does. Another I, addition by by subtraction. I I have I have I have a problem with that. I think Notre Dame has the is the is the better of the two there. I think at this point Clemson has to prove themselves again to be back up there in that top four or five. Well, speaking of Clemson, they're next at four. Yeah. Yeah. Well. They're banking on what you said earlier, and that's that DJ Ukulele is going to have a much better year this year than he had last year. <laughs> We're just going to run with that, aren't we? I, yeah. I just <laughs> I just picked up on the fact of what you actually said. Like I the, thought you said that awful fast while ago. That's the third time I've called him on the show. Uh, you know, so he came in as a potential maybe Heisman candidate when he had to right. fill in for uh, Trevor Lawrence uh, the the year before last, and he played pretty well. He's a big dude. He's a big guy. My goodness. He got Georgia in his first game last year, and it like he was never the same after. Well, look that. how many defensive players Georgia put in the league. Yeah, that's a that's a tough defense for. I mean, that game was ten to seven. Bryce Young, who was the Heisman Trophy winner, right? That game was ten to seven, and Georgia's seven points was on defense. Yeah. I mean, they didn't score an offensive touchdown. Yeah. I mean, there's two two of the best defenses ever in that game last year. I just hope that that he can get that out of his mind and, and get back because, you know, we all want Clemson to be Clemson. Are you talking about DJ Ugalele? Yes. Okay. 
Speaking of what Georgia. What do you think about the new coach for Notre Dame, though? Upgrade over Brian Kelly? Who is it? He was their defensive coordinator. If you hadn't asked me that, I could have talked. I mean, you brought it up, the coach. I mean, it would. We're, you know, we're a sports podcast, but we'll get there. Their roster. Let's see. Anyways, I couldn't find his name, but he, okay. you know, you're right. He he was the defensive coordinator there. So, hold on. You all keep talking. Daddy will find who the head coach is. Okay. So you said Clemson's Clemson's four. four. We kind of jumbled them in right around with, um, right. You know, um, you know. Uh, da- Look, Dabo at this point just reloads. It seems like, and so I, I understand what you're saying. They can't come out of the top twenty-five. I mean, top five. Whether Notre Dame wants to flip-flop with them, whatever. But yeah. Marcus Freeman, yeah, Marcus Freeman. Yeah, good. I, like I had it on the tip of my tongue, but I couldn't say it. Wonder what kind of impact the defense for Clemson takes this year. It would have to be the major. If they're going to stay in this area, it has to be the major impact because yeah. ukulele is still up in there. Yeah, we we don't really know what he's going to be, and losing Venables is a big blow to your defense. Yeah. So, I mean, a lot I think is going to be riding on Dabo, ukulele, and that offense. Can yeah. they call the right plays? Can they? Get the production. Can they score the points? At this point, I don't even know what his real name is. Oh, it don't matter now. It does not matter. DJ Ukulele, quarterback for University of Clemson Tigers. Listen, I'm gonna tell you, you can you can get up the old Google machine right now and listen to his last thing, and it's pretty dang close to ukulele. Yeah. We don't care. Yeah. Number three, the Bulldogs. Oh wow. Georgia. Wow. That's I know they put a lot of players in the league, but you're the defending national champions. Here's how close it was, because you did say Ohio State. Georgia got six number one uh, first-place votes. Ohio State got five first-place votes. The total amount of votes between them is – Eleven, because I can do math. Eleven. That's you said not... six and five. That's the, I mean, total no. first-place votes between them. Total, the first-place votes, You Georgia got one – Got six first place votes. Ohio State got five. Okay. The total points from all the coaches and everything uh, is a um, is a. Pull your glasses down, Wes. Oh, hold on. <laughs> is an eighteen point difference. That's it. Eighteen points. And this segment's brought to you by Lens Crafters. Bye, focus. <laughs> no, I, I was I, I was doing math. <laughs> it's my bedtime. Oh my gosh. Where's my pudding? All right, so we got Georgia. I think that's a slap in the face. I know they put a lot of guys in the league. They're the they still have Stetson Bennett, the worst quarterback. <laughs> have you noticed his hair? He cut all his hair off. I don't. Know. JT Daniels is probably the worst. Does anybody know where JT Daniels is? Um, yeah, he went to uh, University of Stetson. <laughs> he went to. Uh, Somewhere in the SEC. Spit it out there. In the ACC? SEC. In the SEC? JT Daniels did? He is the quarterback at West Virginia. Virginia. Oh, that's right. That's why I said JT Daniels is the worst quarterback in college football because he can't beat out a guy named Stetson Bennett. Wow. 
That just shows you how much social media West Virginia has because they don't push that very much. And they had the guy that was the their their number one quarterback pick did, in Georgia. Did did he didn't he start at USC? He he started at USC, went to Georgia, and now he's at West Virginia. I, I thought I don't know. I thought I thought he was uh, recruited by Georgia. I, I feel like he was at USC, but he but even Alabama. Anywho. So saying all that, I think we've covered who's number one is. Well, I think you had to put some respect behind Georgia's name. Like, I know that they won their first national title. You gotta, you you got to, and but I understand. Per- listen, personally to me, if you're the champion, you start at number one regardless. I agree, but it's not like there's some lame duck like West Virginia ahead of them. I mean, the two teams ahead of them, I, you can call right now August 9th, Alabama and Ohio State will probably be in the playoff. Yeah. I mean, they have the two best quarterbacks in the league. I mean. Or in the NCAA. No, you can say league. League is fine because yeah. that's where we're headed. That's true. Um, and it's probably safe to say any combination of the top five will probably be the four teams that represent us in the college football playoff. So you have Alabama, Ohio State, Georgia, Clemson, Notre Dame. I don't see any other team other than those five being in the end. I mean, Barring somebody, I mean, you got just, your Michigan that could you know. do it. Maybe your Utah that could finally break through and do it. Maybe Oklahoma, but there's only seven, eight, nine teams yeah. legitimately that have a chance, and those those five lead the pack. Well, when we do our prediction show, we're going to pick, you know, the winner of each of the the top five, and then we're going to have a wild card or a dark horse type team. And so that that'll be that that opportunity for us to talk about the team that might not be in that top four at, at that point. So, so I mean, it's no real surprise that Alabama is number one, right? Because they seem to start there every single season. As long as Nick Saban is at the helm, it's yeah. one or two. Yeah. No. And I I get that part of it. I just kind of personally feel like that. If you win the national championship, particularly over the team that's ranked higher than you, right? All that does is give the Bulldogs bulletin board material. Oh, no doubt. Like, oh, boys, we beat them last year in the national championship game, and they're ranked two spots ahead of us. Well, you know what that means? It's time to play the game, right? So I know they lost a lot of guys on defense, but I mean they're in that situation now, like Alabama and all these other teams. They're just reloading, and they got guys that were on the bench last year that are just fall right back into place. They have a rolodex of five star guys. Just who's next? Right. Yep. No doubt. No doubt. And that completes the top twenty-five. Okay. Preseason. So not a bad list. I don't no. think there's really anybody missing. Um, you know, I. I there was other teams. Penn Tennis- State is missing. They were missing. Uh, I mean, you know, I, I don't know. You know, Penn Iowa State, wasn't on the list. I was not there. Iowa State wasn't on the list. Um, Tennessee was up there close uh, to breaking the top twenty-five just because of Hayden Hooker. Uh, Penn State was uh, Iowa, Penn State, Tennessee were the next three. BYU. LSU, which is uh, that's that's a bad pick, I think. I mean, I I don't think they've got anybody coming back that of of note, you know. That's that's the Brian Kelly effect, is what exactly. That is. Uh, after that, it's it's you know 
Auburn, UCF, big drop off. Yeah. So that's some big names right there, though, that are not up there. Uh, yeah, especially those first, you know, minus BYU, but BYU's been pretty good here lately. Um, you know, you know. So I the crazy part Tennessee. about that is, is you have Kentucky ranked above Tennessee in the preseason top twenty-five, but Tennessee is fin- is predicted to finish ahead of Kentucky in the SEC East. Uh, Kentucky will never, ever get the respect they want or need when it comes to SEC media days and where they're picked. Yeah, never. Um, yeah, I saw the bowl projections. It's got us not in the. Citrus Bowl again, but in the Outback Bowl has changed names. I was like, "What is that?" Well, it was it's the fourth bowl, this fourth best bowl, which is the Outback Bowl, has changed names. Yeah, um, which is still not a bad bowl. I mean, we still could be ten and three, but it does have Tennessee above us. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And we don't know what Florida is going to do this year. Correct. And we don't know what South Carolina is going to do. I know they have high expectations for Spencer Rattler. I personally don't. I don't, but they have the right coach to make it happen. Yeah, I think I don't. He's not a quarterback whisperer like Mike Leach would be if he was to play in at Mississippi State. But um, I can't. Even, I, I, his name just completely left me. Um, he was Beamer. At, yeah. Um, he, you know, he he's got that sparkle behind him. Of making the whole team good, it seems yeah. like. Yeah. So we'll um, see. I agree. I agree. Well. Well, um, since we're done with that, um, and that was a pretty good um, stock report. How's your stock report this week? We can do that uh, since we're on NCAA. We're, we'll do my stock report on my fandom, and we'll do it the correct way. I'll start. At the at number five and work my way up. Start at number five and give your number one team, right? Right, right. That's the way it works, right? <laughs> number five. Uh, let's see. I actually thought about this the other day. So, I would say right now my number five would be Clemson, just because. Well, they were the ones that beat Alabama first, and any team playing against Alabama is my favorite team. And uh, number four would have to be Oregon. Big fan of Oregon. I don't know why. I just kind of like them. Mm. Number three would be Kentucky. This is going to shock you. Number two is going to be Florida. Oh. Oh. They haven't proven anything yet. And my number one is Notre Dame. Catholic background. I've always I've always liked Notre Dame since I was a kid, you know, Catholic school. And I'm a big fan of, of Freeman. I think that he's I think he's gonna make Notre Dame better. I really do. I can see that. I, I think he's gonna change the culture and that will automatically make them better. Because Brian Kelly was kind of shady. And he really didn't care about his players. They've never really had a dominant defense. Right. And if he can come out and make Notre Dame a defensive team, yeah. I think everything else can fall into place with where who they play, how they play. 
Um, I, you know, yeah. they can run the ball and and. The sad part about it is, is they had a phenomenal defense when Manti Teo was there, and they went to the national championship game, and absolutely ran off the field by Alabama. You're right about that. So they had a great defense against everybody that wasn't competition. Right. Right. I mean, your defense is only as good as your production. <laughs> so, um, the one thing about it is, is Notre Dame has got to the point now where they're getting the love year after year after year. And like we talked about on last week's show, if they maintain this uh, edge of of being independent, I don't know how that that winds up for them. I think they ultimately have to wind up getting into a conference. So uh, there's no they have to do that. Yeah, very 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 soon. And they've got the next Rob Gronkowski on their team yeah. in yeah. Uh, Michael Mayer yeah. uh, from. Independence, Kentucky. Yeah, and they they call him Baby Gronk. Uh, I mean, he is really, really good. Yeah, he is. And he wears Gronk's number, 87. Oh, you're right. He does. Yeah. So. Um, That's an interesting list. Yeah. I I mean, fandom-wise, I had a starter jacket of of Notre Dame back in the day. I mean, I'm more UK now than I was growing up. Um, In college, there was the major switch. Yeah. Social media started, you know, you you follow, start following recruiting, and I was like, I was all in on Kentucky at that point. But before that, you know, Notre Dame was right there. They yeah. they were good. Yeah. So and they've always been the brand. Yeah. And that is yeah on my bucket list. I would love to go to Notre Dame to a college football game. Absolutely. I mean, it's that. within distance. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But for sure. Well, Neil had to skip out on us. Uh, we've with all the technical difficulties we've had tonight. We, uh, I think, we're just going to go ahead and wrap this show up because, to be honest with you, we know it's picking up static and we cannot fix it. So, without hurting anyone else's ears, uh, again, we apologize, and uh, hopefully, we'll have it fixed by next week's show. So, with that being said, we will see you all next week. Stay safe, friends. The MoCo Four Horsemen would like to thank you for listening to From Corner to Corner. Be sure to go out and follow us on Twitter, on TikTok, on Facebook, Instagram, and even YouTube. Whatever podcast platform that you listen to us on, be sure to go out and give us a five-star review. Thanks as always, and we look forward to seeing you next week.